The hosts of the Real Life Wellness Podcast are not licensed medical doctors, and this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or any form of professional therapy, nor is it intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any illness or condition. All content and information in this podcast is created for informational purposes only. Please seek medical attention for matters relating to your health and never disregard the advice of a medical professional or delay in seeking it because of something you've heard on this podcast. Welcome to the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary Preston and Kisa Amaro, where we talk about different ways to integrate healthier habits into your life. Hey, welcome back, friends. I'm Kisa Amaro, certified health coach, and I work with moms to help them get control of their food cravings without deprivation or complicated meal plans. And I'm Mary Preston, a licensed marriage and family therapist, life coach, and the founder of the Goodbye Burnout for Healthcare Professionals program. And if you're a healthcare professional experiencing burnout, come join us in the Saying Goodbye to Burnout Facebook group. You can just do a search on Facebook and you'll find us. And if you have any questions about any of our programs that we talk about today, the podcast, anything about health and wellness, come join us in the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary and Kisa Facebook group, or find us on social media. I am always active on Facebook. (laughs) And guys, come and join me for my five-day challenge each month where we cover a topic or issue that will help you lose your cravings. It's free to join. Just head over to my website, kisaamaro.com, and sign up, or come join my Lose Your Cravings Facebook group. Excellent. All right. Well, on to our topic of the day, which is diet culture. We're going to talk about what it is, how it affects what we eat, and how we look at our bodies. And so we're just going to talk about what diet culture is and how it affects you. Awesome, Mary. So what is diet culture? Um, If you've been on numerous diets or are restricting food, you are most likely influenced by diet culture. You feel that you need to be on a diet, that you need to lose weight or change your body somehow. You might not know where this influence comes from, or maybe you do, but you feel pressure to lose weight, that your worth, your lovability, your success depends on it. You may obsess about your body and how it looks. Um, You know, you look for imperfections and you work really hard to fix or correct Yes. And when I, when I searched the Googles, I found this definition that, um, that I really liked said diet culture is a system of belief that worships thinness and equates it to health and moral virtue, which means you can spend your whole life thinking you're irreparably broken just because you don't look like the impossibly thin ideal. Wow, Mary, that about sums it up. And I like the, the moral virtue. Yes. The moral virtue is a big piece of it. Major. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, like you obsess about calories, maybe it's macros, maybe it's carbs or fat grams. Uh, you see food as the enemy and the less you eat, the skinnier you will be. Uh, you see food as the enemy and it is to blame for your body imperfections mm-hmm. and your weight. So where does this mindset come from? Were we born with it? Who told us this? And there's many factors that influence our relationship to food and what we think about our body. Uh, Peers, parents, media, including commercials, magazines, TV shows, and social media, um, relatives, teachers, pop culture are just a few. Pretty much anything that we take in affects us. 
Um, and, you know, we've been fed this idea by media, advertising, and our culture that being thin will solve all of our problems, that it will make you happy or more successful or lovable. If you just lose the last 10 pounds, then you'll find love, get that promotion, or finally be able to wear a bikini, right? Um, and we're fed this from an early age. And when we're not thin or don't fit the body measurements of the hottest new supermodel, then we think something is wrong with us. You know, we decide to go on a diet to lose a few pounds so that we can get these things that we think we will get, mm -hmm. like love, success, or beauty. Um, and then, you know, like we're pulled into this cycle because dieting doesn't work and we give into our cravings. Mm, that sounds familiar. Actually, yes, it probably sounds familiar <laughs> for a lot of people out yep. there. <laughs> and, you know, I could remember being influenced by Teen Magazine when I was younger. Yes, Teen Magazine. Yeah, which is a wonderful mm -hmm. magazine. But, you know, they had like beautiful, skinny, flawless girls that were my age. And, of course, I wanted to look like them, dress like them, and be as thin as they were because they had no problems, right? Obviously. Their life was portrayed as perfect, and I wanted that, right? Absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, I also think that when we're young, we are, we're not taught that life is not going to be perfect all the time, that we're going to feel sad, depressed, angry, and lonely. Even when we're thin, because I always thought I was going to be thin and I wouldn't be sad, depressed, angry, or lonely. Right. <laughs> that would fix right? it. But no. yeah, even if you're thin, it doesn't matter who you are. You yep. could be, you know, really famous. You could be really rich. You could be like have the perfect body, but you're still going to feel these negative emotions. Yep. And, you know, but just know that this part of life, um, it's part of life and it'll pass. Um, you know, we see the perfection of people on diets or we see how much they have lost on a specific diet and that they're happy. They're in a bikini and with a new man, <laughs> um, you know, we auto automatically think that losing weight will give us these things. And this helps us buy into diet culture. Yep. Of course, you know, it gives us hope that we will have it all when we just lose the weight yeah. and that kind of that like sadness or depression or loneliness, lo loneliness is not supposed to be part of our, our life, mm -hmm. that it's not supposed to happen. And if we have these things, you know, it won't happen. It will like finally go away. If yeah, I just lost the weight, sadness and loneliness will go away. It'll go away with, with the weight. The fat takes it away. <laughs> That's where we put it. <laughs> That's where we put it. Fat. Yeah. So confusing. It is really confusing. Um, but, you know, calorie counting, macros, and points are all a part of diet culture. Uh, restricting and obsessing about these things all <laughs> come from diet culture. It's the idea that we are fed from media and culture in the U.S. that we need to lose weight, that we need to be thinner in order to be beautiful, to be loved, or successful. And that really that, like, our worth is tied to our body size and our yeah. weight or that number on the scale. Yeah. You know, whenever I'm working with someone who's struggling with their weight or body image, when, when we get down to the real issues, it rarely ever has to do anything with weight, fat, diets, food. Mm -hmm. You know, I just feel like we've been taught forever that fixing our weight, making our bodies smaller will solve everything. Like I've always had this underlying idea 
that if I just write that last 10 pounds, and it's so funny that you say that, because I don't, I can't tell you probably how many of our listeners, right? If we just mm-hmm. lose that last 10 pounds, then yeah. it will solve finances, marriage issues, you know, mm-hmm. happiness. So we end up obsessing about the number on the scale, the gap between our thighs, instead of thinking about what's really going on. And so here's something else that I've started to think about, right? By allowing my weight and body size to take up so much of my brain power, I'm totally neglecting to take care of more important things. And I was just talking about this on Facebook the other day, um, right? I, I so often use weight loss, even though like doing this work for forever, I use weight loss as a buffer instead of taking care of the important things like being a strong role model for the next generation or like teaching other people that self-care is important. Being politically active, I always think about how many of the folks who are focused on weight loss could be such a better president than we have right now, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Like the Democratic conventions, Republican conventions are happening right now. And I'm like, man, if we could stop worrying about our weight loss, maybe we'd have stronger folks up there, right? Because we'd be focused on more important things, right? Um, you know, and then taking care of the small things like, well small, quote unquote, you know, relationship (laughs) with my husband, my family, myself, right. Paying attention to the things that are going on around me instead of like, what's happening on the scale? How big is my stomach? Right. Do my thighs touch? Totally. But diet culture just brainwashes us over the years. Mm -hmm. And we just get years of messaging from even before we're born, right? Because we have multiple generations. My mom heard messages that she passed on to me that what a woman looks like, whether she is acceptable in society is way more important than what we think, feel, or do. And so, you know, I'm done with that. <laughs> I want to be done with that. I want all of us to be done with that. Yeah. But even knowing that, right, like I said, doing this work for a really long time, it continues to be a struggle because it's hard. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, oftentimes what we eat and the way we eat are so ingrained in our brain. Absolutely. Um, You know, we have definite thoughts. We think about food, what we should eat, what we shouldn't eat, and what we should look like. That we don't really realize that we have been influenced by diet culture um, just to look, eat, and think a certain way about food and our bodies. Definitely. Um, So I wanted to take us on a little trip. Back in time, a few hundred years ago, no one knew what a calorie was. People ate food and that was it. Yeah. Um, So how did they know when they were hungry or full? How did they know how much to eat? Um, What did they do? They used their body sensations to know when they were hungry and full. Yeah. So the calorie wasn't discovered or invented, whatever you want to call it until the mid 1800s. So what did people do before that? If you can't count <laughs> calories, what'd you do? <laughs> they didn't care. They had more important things to care. do. Exactly. <laughs> so, so how do you know when you're hungry? Oh, how do question. you know how much to <laughs> eat? Is it by the number of calories or is it by how your stomach feels? Do you know that your body has amazing hormones that tell us when you're hungry and when we are full? Like our body will signal this. Mm-hmm. And if you've been on a diet for any of any sort and relied on someone else or something else to tell you how much and when to eat, then you most likely have lost that connection with these sensations and um, these hormones. 
we are, you know, we're often told to ignore our hunger or fullness signals and to listen to the diet template and eat according to that instead of how our body feels. Which is, which is so interesting because yeah. it made so much sense to me, right? Like this person will tell me what to eat and that will be better than what my body is telling me. <laughs> exactly. Because they know more, right? Obviously they know my body better than my body knows my body. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, and now, you know, am I saying that diets are bad and that you should immediately stop any diet you're on? And no, that's like, that's not what I'm saying. Um, you know, some people love diets and it works for them. You know, they like the structure and the support that diets give them. And, you know, maybe it's helped them to eat more vegetables, which is a good thing. But what I want you to do is to start to see how diet culture is affecting what you eat and how you view your body. Is it creating a positive change in your life or is it creating negative thoughts about your body that, you know, the need to lose weight? the feeling that you are worthless and unlovable unless you lose the weight. How does it affect you? And do you want it to affect you in this way? Yeah. Good questions. So Mm -hmm. we usually have five tips for you at the end of the podcast, which are doable, actionable steps to help support your wellness and make lasting positive changes in your life. But today we're doing things a little differently. Ooh, Ooh, so shake exciting. it up a little bit. Shake it up. <laughs> Don't get too excited, Mary. <laughs> uh, so when we're trying to recognize something new and how it affects us, so like, okay, maybe diet culture is a completely new um, idea for you. Sometimes it's helpful to journal about it. So I have five questions for you to ask yourself regarding diet culture. Now, I highly recommend getting a piece of paper and a pen and writing your thoughts down versus just thinking about it in your head. There's, you know, there's just something about writing our thoughts down that makes them more concrete and we are more aware of them. Yeah. It's either magic or science. We don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't looked into it, but it just works. <laughs> just, just go with it, guys. But, but do it. <laughs> just do it. I want to go with magic. I think it might be magic. So yeah, take some time, you know, if you're driving or out on a walk, come back to these later in the evening and write them down. Okay, so our first question for you is, where do you see diet culture in your life? Is it social media, commercials, friends, parents? Mm -hmm. Where do you feel like this need to lose weight, um, to count calories, and that it's like, and it's tied to your worth? You know, right. Like you, you're not lovable without it. Um, you will be successful once you lose the weight. Um, right. Any of those things. Interesting. So, and would that include like your past? Because I know a lot of mine came from messages from my oh, own yes. mom. Yes, <laughs> that's a great question, Mary. Um, yes. So go back into your past. Like when you were growing up, where did you see it? Maybe in high school, where did you see it? Yeah. Because mine was so much about like I your think, 20s. Like my mom the way she talked to herself in front of the mirror. A lot of it came from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just, yeah, just write it all down. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number two, how does diet culture affect what you eat? So how do these influences, like maybe it's commercials, maybe it's pressure from your friends or from your family or like, you know, Mary said, just little comments that Mm -hmm. like your mom, like had no clue 
that she was affecting you and she probably did not mean to affect you in any way whatsoever, but it's just how you took it in. Mm -hmm. Um, So how does diet culture affect what you eat? Uh, Number three, how does diet culture affect your exercise? Oh yeah. So this is a great one. I used to spend hours and hours and hours in the gym, like on the elliptical. So much cardio. So much cardio. It's like I had to burn X amount of calories. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the whole like calorie intake, calorie output type Mm -hmm. idea. Um, And so run regardless of how my, my body felt. Oh yes, of course. You'd like, you could be dead tired, but like, Mm -hmm. oh, I still need to go to the gym and burn 300 calories or I need to, even if you didn't feel good, you're like, oh, I'm still going to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. So how does diet culture affect your exercise? Um, number four, how do you know how much food to eat? This is a great question. Hmm. Like really ask yourself, how do you know how much food to eat? Is it by a diet template? Is it by the amount of calories? Is it by like the amount of macros or is it by like, oh, my stomach is growling or my stomach is hungry. I feel hunger. I'm going to eat. And then, okay, I'm not feeling hungry anymore. I'm going to stop. It's so interesting because my husband is so much better about like when he doles out our dinner, like I'll cook Uh a whole bunch of food or whatever, right? Like puts food on a plate and I'm like, that's not enough. (laughs) But then I like, I eat it and I'm like, oh my God, that was, that was was funny. funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. Always, always. Uh, And well, I was speaking of husbands, my husband, like he's the most like, in tune, I think to his body, like he'll have, he'll leave extra food on his plate. Like if he's hungry, or, I mean, if he's full and there's food on his plate, mm-hmm. this may surprise you, Mary, because he usually eats a lot. He does eat a lot of food. Yeah. But if he's full, he'll stop. He just stops. Know? He just stops. Which shouldn't be such an astounding thought, but yeah. like to me, mm-hmm. I, I had to finish my plate. So whatever was on the plate had to get eaten. And so when you yes. talk about how do you know how much food to eat, it's whatever's on your plate. That's my answer to that. Okay. You know, well, in my mind, right? Like right. that's right. what I tend to gravitate towards when I'm not paying yeah. attention. Yeah. Awesome. So our last question for you is how does it affect your body image? So I guess it diet culture, how does diet culture affect your body image? I love that. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Like noticing how, like noticing diet culture in your life and where it plays a role. How does it make you look at your body? Do you, are you happy with your body? Do you feel like you need to lose weight that you need to change certain things about your body? Like you need a flatter stomach or skinnier thighs. Yeah. You know, and I want to offer to everyone. It's so interesting because this is more about diet culture than the actual shape of my body. Mm -hmm. But so when my life is not going as like, quote unquote, like things are not going well, mm-hmm. always like just that automatic response is always like, I got to lose 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. It has not like, and then I will start like the filter in my brain will start to see my body in a way that is not as good. It's so interesting. That is really interesting, Mary. Because I've been taught, right? Diets fix all my problems. Mm-hmm. So there must be something wrong with my body that I need to fix. And that will fix all of my problems. It's this weird, like notice that with like yourself. That connection. Yeah. It's so weird. I always find that. And it's like, it's going to, I know for me, it's going to pop up over and over and over again. Cause that's 
just the pattern of the way my brain works. But I, mm -hmm. I guarantee there's some listeners out there, right? Where when your life is not going well, dieting becomes so much more important. Oh, for sure. Definitely. That's such a great point, Mary. Thank you. Yeah. And Kisa, these are really good questions. I'm glad that you glad that you brought those up. Um, it, because it's so important that we think more about how diet culture is affecting us, right? Mm -hmm. There's no right or wrong answers to any of these, mm -hmm. but I would rather make decisions personally because they're in my and my family's best interests rather than like some promise that thinness is going to solve all of my problems and bring me wealth, prosperity, and happiness when mm -hmm. I've been really thin. <laughs> it yeah. did not. Guys, it I hate to break happen. it to you. It does not solve all of your problems. <laughs> Just, you mean money didn't show up in your bank account? I just, you know, I've been there. Everything was not perfect. You know, it's like your your weight is is only about your weight. It has nothing to yeah. do with your finances, your relationships, right? Like it's a separate thing. And we got a diet mm -hmm. culture tells us that that losing weight will fix these things, and it has nothing to do with those things. Nothing whatsoever. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's all I have for you guys. Do you have anything else, Mary? That's it. Thank you, Kisa. That's really good. I just You're want welcome. everybody to think about diet culture. Yeah. Because it's just, you know, whether or not it changes, whether or not you diet, whether or not you eat differently, right? Like it might not change anything, but making mm -hmm. sure that you're doing it for reasons that feel really good to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, all right, friends. I think that sounds like that's all we have for you today. Um, thanks so much for being awesome as always and listening in. Tune into our next episode where we're talking about what are we talking about, Kisa? We are talking about. We're talking about. <laughs> hold on, everyone. Wait, no, I know this. I know this. Redefining health and wellness yes, is what we're talking. That's what about, we're talking about. Redefining it, health and wellness. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing <laughs> because it 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 comes back to diet culture, right? If, yeah. if diet culture doesn't fix everything, then how do we define health and wellness? Yeah. So if you'd like to know more about us, if you have any questions or comments, head on over to our dedicated Facebook group. You can contact me at my website. Although I got to say, sometimes it's been on and off whether or not my website's up, but that's a crapshoot. Try your best. <laughs> that's at www.maryelisepreston.com or you can always, Kisa's website is very <laughs> consistent. <laughs> she is at www.kisaamaro.com. That's www.k-e-y-s-a-a-m-a-r-o.com. Sweet. And if you know someone who you think would benefit from the information shared on our, on our podcast, please share this episode with them. We want to extend our message to and support as many people as possible. And we need your help to get our message out. Yeah. And if you enjoy the show, we would really love it if you would leave us an honest review on iTunes. Simply go to iTunes, search for the podcast page, hit the tab for ratings and reviews, click on write a review. It really helps us. You write a review. We will give you a shout out on our next episode. And you want that guys. Yes. You really do. It feels mm -hmm. so good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. That's it, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.